Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie and Bryson. As always, I am Bryson. With me today, I have probably the happiest Charlie that I've seen in a very long time. Look, DraftKings extraordinaire. Thank you very much. That's how you should have introduced me. Um, fantasy guru. And let me tell you something, Bryce. Let me tell you something. What you witnessed last night was the Offensive Player of the Year, Debo Samuel, leading the Super Bowl-bound 49ers in a big win over the Rams. Let's go, baby. I'm talking about mm, – let's talk some football, Bryce. Cheers. Cheers. Let's do this. Dude, Pod Tuesdays are so much better after Monday Night Football wins. Good yeah, I don't. God. I don't get the primetime wins, but I got exactly what I wanted this weekend. So best, exactly what I wanted. Best podcast Tuesday ever. I'm. I was juiced on Sunday. I was. We I was absolutely good, juiced. We hadn't beat a good team yet, and then we just went and put it to the Rams. And man, I could not wait to get in front of this mic today, Bryce. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to roll, uh, Charlie. I think we're both back, big time, literally and figuratively. We're both back. Yes. Okay. Um, and that's all we can ask for. It's just just hope. I think that's the main thing here. That's We want hope. And and I think we both got it this weekend. Yep. So. It, the Niners showed that they actually do know how to play football. <laughs> yes. Yeah. At least against the Rams. Right. At least against the Rams. 5-0 against the Rams now yeah. in the past five games. Yeah. Yeah. When I did my game pick last week, I, I remembered that stat. But I again, and I know we'll talk about the game, I just... Thought it would be a better game. I thought it would be a better game. Wrong. Uh, apparently. Um, Chuck, no no real news this week. Well, well uh, I mean. Because we missed out on some of last week's. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Matt Betts for winning DraftKings last week. Yep. Uh, but that is old news at this point because your boy Charlie is the new winner. Yeah. Uh, Cam's back officially as Carolina Panther. That's big news. I don't know if y'all knew this, but Odell Beckham uh, was signed by the. Rams. He was. Yep. And then Robert Woods proceeds to tear his ACL, and he's done for the year. So OBJ. Within hours of each other, that happened. Yeah. Very bizarre. OBJ is now wide receiver two for the Rams. Yep. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Um, anything other than that, Charlie? I mean, I think we could just jump right into it, right? Any crazy injuries? that? I don't, um, I don't think so. Oh, Chase Young. Chase Young. ACL. Yep. Done for the year. That's tough for the football team. But the thing is, he's had a one and a half sacks this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he hasn't been producing a whole lot, but, but just like his a impact. presence and yeah, right, right. So I mean, it obviously doesn't hurt, but thankfully they are. If you're a football fan, football team fan, you're deep. That's the position where you're probably the deepest, right? Yeah, bit, bittersweet victory. Well, I, I mean, I don't, should we just jump into? Yeah, it? yeah, okay. yeah, okay, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that game real quick. Um, well, let, let's let's we'll, we'll get into it. We'll start Thursday. I don't want to get out of sync. Let's start on Thursday. Okay. Ravens, okay. Dolphins. Let's just jump into it here. All right. Ravens, Dolphins here. Um, you know, it was about time the Ravens put up a stinker, I guess. I don't know. Jacoby Brissett started the game but didn't finish the game. Tua comes in in relief, almost literally like a relief pitcher, and ended up winning the game for him. Um, he didn't look great. He definitely looked like he was still having issues with that finger gripping the ball. Um, but I don't know, Charlie, do you, what do you have here? I, I don't know what there is to talk about really about the Ravens. Uh, really exciting for the Dolphins and stuff to make this win. But I, 
Yeah, I think it just kind of follows the theme of the pod that we didn't release because we just didn't really record the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But we were talking a lot about how really good teams have bad games. Yeah. And there have been a lot in the past two to three weeks, Baltimore being one of them. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, honestly, like Baltimore, you'll be fine in the long run, but that's kind of what this game felt like. It was just like, it was just a dud. And sometimes it happens. And especially in a 17-game season, it's going to happen even more. So... I don't know. I get hats off to Miami. Hats off to Tua. Sure. For bringing them back. Yeah. I mean, they didn't really bring them back because it can. It just kept felt like like Lamar was going to bring them back, but he never really did. Right. And it was. It, they did have the really sweet play where it was a legal play, but the offensive lineman for oh the gosh, for the Dolphins caught the pass on a screen pass. That was one of the nicest <laughs> athletic plays I've seen in offensive And then ever made. Doe for the end zone, got hit at the hip, so he was literally like flipping into the end zone, extended and the ball, which would have been a touchdown if he was eligible to catch the ball. Right. He was not. And, the, and also, though, like earlier in that play, he had a nice juke. Yeah. I mean, he was, dude, he looked nimble. He, he Jack was nimble, nimble. Jack be quick. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how he doesn't know, and the running back was literally right there. So, like, how do you not know to just not catch that ball? Like, it was like his okay. one moment of glory. I think, I think that he thought it may have been tipped. And in that case, he could uh, catch the ball. Yeah, right, right. Um, that, That's my only defense of that All right. thought well. process. I, I mean, anything else here? I really don't know what to say about the Ravens. I, I think you'll be fine in the long run. I just, it was a dud. It was just a dud. Uh, that play deserves to be in the Offensive Line Hall of Fame, despite the fact it didn't... Uh, didn't actually count. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably all the Offensive Line glory it that was, they need. It was awesome. Yeah. All right, let's move on here. Uh, another dud here. Um Dan Quinn gets his revenge. Yes, he certainly does. Uh, Atlanta comes in to Dallas, and Dallas absolutely beats the brakes off Atlanta. Did you notice the score at halftime? 28-3. It sure was. Yes, yeah, and their Twitter account acknowledged yeah, it, which like, was yeah, even worse. Yeah, we know, we know. Yeah, yeah it was bad. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Um, you know, Dan, I'm, you know I'm not, I won't say I'm happy for Dan Quinn, um, but it, it's cool to see those guys get their revenge. But yeah. Um, I guess, again, I was more surprised that Atlanta didn't put up more of a fight, but it was just the Cowboys just jumped on them so quickly. And Dan Quinn did a good job of bottling up their offense, but I don't know. what Anything to add on here, Chuck? Woof for the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. Now they play Thursday night, and they got a couple injuries, most importantly to Cordero Patterson, their ex-weapon. He, he'll, he's got to play. I don't, it, right now, it doesn't look like he is. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. Even if yeah, he does, it. it's it's not looking good. All right, Chuck. Anything else to add on there? CD mm-hmm. Lamb looked pretty good in this game. Yeah, he got hurt at the end. Yeah, looks like fine. he's good for this week. Yeah, but both these teams have looking forward. Both these teams have pretty impactful games this week. So we'll see what what each team does after obviously a big win and a big loss. Right. We'll yep. see how they respond. Anything else? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Moving on to Saints-Titans. Uh, more of like a defensive battle here, Chuck. I don't know if you really got a chance to watch this game. Another Saints game that has an incredibly, I guess, impactful, bad officiating mm. call. Just one call, but like that, what was it? It was roughing the passer. Yeah, 
And yeah. it was just Tannehill egregious. got Tannehill got a really, really it was it was almost like a Tom Brady call. It was but like worse. But yeah, there, but it was it was bad. Ter- I mean, besides like the taunting calls, which have been just just absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was a really bad one that it killed the Saints. Yeah. You, I, mean, I mean, you could you could legit argue it killed changed, the Saints. It changed. I mean, it the um oh, I just remembered another chap and ass I have. Sorry, I'm gonna have to write it down okay. because this this thinking of it. But like, um, there shouldn't be calls like that that yeah. are so bad. One, but it changes the outcome of the game. Potentially, yeah. Like. It's very real possibility that it changed the outcome of the game. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I absolutely agree with you. And I, the Saints aren't a very good team right now. They're more of a defensive team. And it just, like, took away, you know, what they were doing well on defense, which was relatively getting to Tannehill. And they, it just it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily sacks, but it was just pressures and keeping them uncomfortable in the pocket. And that's what I think they were doing well here. Um, but Titans get a hard-fought win, and I, I don't know. I mean, I think... Best team in the league right now? Yeah, I think so. Who else? I mean, I don't see anyone else say, who's playing as consistently as they are. I would say the Cardinals and the Packers both have a right to that as well because they're... When, Cardinals they're, win, they have everyone healthy. Same with the Packers. The Packers only yeah. have one loss... With everyone healthy. It was right. a bad one first week of the season, but literally since the first week, Aaron Rodgers hasn't lost. Yeah. Um the Cardinals won without their starters. Right. In a big way. Um, and then now the Titans with are without their best player, which is arguably the best player in the league at his position, definitely, but in the league and they're winning games. I mean, behind I, you know, the number one defense in the league, right? So, I mean, moving on here, I, you know, I don't, I think, I don't know, I don't, I don't really know what else to say about this game. It was a good win for the Titans, tough loss for the Saints, and again, I think both teams have something to prove this upcoming week. Um, so, all right, moving on here, Chuck. Uh, Jags Colts, you know, Jags kind of were out of this game and then the, they kind of brought it back 17 to 20 I think was the score yeah. at one point close in the fourth uh, quarter I think the Jags are one of the few teams that lost and but they are getting better they got better this week mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah and um, uh, James Robinson did play we didn't know if he would or would not um, everything I saw looks like his heels not going to get better it's not going to get worse so it looks like he will continue to play moving forward. But yeah, I agree. I think the Jags are getting there. I think they're getting there. Not they're not, still not a good team, but they they will eventually get there. Again, I think Carson Wentz kind of led him back into this thing a little bit. He didn't look that good, right? So I don't know. And I think his wife had a baby on Sunday. Trevor Lawrence. No, no, no. Carson Wentz. He had a second child on Sunday. His wife was literally. Oh, really? Giving, yeah, yeah. You didn't hear about this. No, Trevor Lawrence's wife is due. Is is she's pr- expecting? That's right. I was not aware. Yeah, Carson he, Wentz's he, wife he said, literally was... said he would not miss a game even for the birth of his baby. Trevor Lawrence said that, so that's what I was thinking of. Are you sure? Because Carson like, Wentz's wife literally gave birth on Sunday, and he said that same thing. 
Okay, maybe that is exactly who I'm thinking of then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I must have gotten a mix-up. Yeah. I could have sworn it was Trevor Lawrence. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. I'm uh, pretty sure it was Carson Wentz, but, you know, still didn't play that well. I, I don't know. I You know, this, the Colts are so hard to predict here, Chuck, but I, I'll ask you, do you think they make the playoffs? Um, It's hard to say right now. I mean, I think that week 10, we have learned that uh, the bubbles – on both the AFC and the NFC side. Uh, Pretty big. It's going to be shifting constantly. Yeah. I mean, even, dude, three weeks ago, the Bengals were on the top of the AFC. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so like... Now, they didn't the have a buy, but thing, still... The whole thing is shifting like... Every week. Pretty crazy. It's, it's, I it's mean, almost like if you watch the red zone, it's the witching hour. Right. <laughs> it is. Unfortunately, the Chiefs are back on top of their division. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. I, it's it's crazy. It really, like you said, it, it really is shifting every week, and it's just I was going to try and update update the standings, but it's not even. There's no point in it because I pretty it's just going to be changing almost every single week. I I think that spots three through seven in both leagues will be up for grabs week fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, so you're probably be, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it'll everyone still seems be, pretty even this year. And I think you know. the ones in the one and two spots will probably be kind of settled, and they probably, but but everything else I think will be wide open almost. So, all right, uh, going to another game. Uh, this one was a shellacking, a shellacking, mm-hmm. shellacking, a shellacking. Yep, that's right. Pats unfortunately whooped the Browns. Baker got hurt. Apparently, he's day-to-day with a knee injury. Stefanski says it's not major. They're not worried about it. Yeah, not majorly worried about it. Charlie, what do you say, though? I think the most disappointing thing here was the Browns' defense. They got run on. Did you see Miles Garrett's presser after? Yeah, he I was basically talk saying that... The X's and O's of this. Right, he was saying the X's and O's, basically that when they came out, they played their defense, and then they didn't make any adjustments, and the Patriots did, and that the Browns were just giving up the same plays over and over and over again because they never made any adjustments to the Patriots' game plan. Okay, so real quick, uh, he also said something along the lines of, I'm getting paid a lot of money to be to rush the passer. So why are you having me not rush the passer? And so what? here's what it is. Uh, they were doing something called... I think they call it like a zone dog. But basically, uh, if you know that your pass rusher is going to get double teamed, then you drop that pass rusher into coverage is the idea so that you are eliminating two of their offensive linemen. Right. So that's what they were doing with Miles Garrett a lot, which, like it or don't, I mean, I personally think it's maybe do once every half, like twice a game just to say, hey, we could do this. But... um, so he wasn't even rushing the passer a lot of the time. Right. They were dropping him into coverage, which makes no sense. I think if you rush Miles Garrett at those two guys, you're still eliminating those two offensive linemen with Miles Garrett. And Miles Garrett has a chance to get the quarterback. Right. Either way. So why drop him into coverage? I think it was a poor game plan by Joe Woods. Um, and the fact that they didn't make an adjustment is uh, curious. Are the Browns broken? Is my first question. And do the Patriots... No, Well, I think at this point, we know the Patriots are going to make the playoffs. Right? Would you agree with that? 
I think so. They're definitely going to make the playoffs. I'm not. I'm not going to say definitely. I would say definitely. They're absolutely in, in my opinion. They're playing well enough to make it in. But second question: Will the are the Browns broken? Slash, do you think the Browns can recover and make a playoff push? We were so impressed with their win last week. They just had a bad week. I mean, it's just back and forth with the Browns. It seems like, but um, I don't see why they can't make a playoff push. I, I I still I mean I think anyone in that division the AFC North can make it. Who I mean would who it's, it's I, hard I, that's what I, I'm asking is, you because I, I think, you know well here's also they didn't have their best player Nick Chubb right Baker Mayfield but got Dearness hurt Johnson and played well hurt. enough Dearness sure, Johnson played sure, well but enough he's not not he's not Nick Chubb yeah yeah I mean. Still, their defense is supposed to be great, and they gave up 45 points. To well, they, they, you know, again, we always talk about the Patriots take away your best option and or your best thing, whatever you do the best, and that's Miles Garrett, and they took him away. Now, again, like you said, I don't think Joe Woods Joe had a very Woods good. Freaking took him. Away I don't think too. he had a great game plan, but again, I think there's, you know, there's starting to be some questions here in Cleveland. I think they need to. They need to start playing better. And I, I don't know if that's going to happen just because Baker just continues to get beat up game after game. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. One more one more comment. Also kind of think Miles Garrett should have said that thing, those things behind closed doors with the coaches. Not in public because he is the leader of that team. So, the reason why they've – like, they rally around him. And if he goes out and says that shit publicly – it's kind of who's, like, but in that same sense, and I, and I want to move on after this, this is a rhetorical question. Who's to say he hasn't already said those things behind enough. closed doors? Well, that was the press conference right after the game, though. Right, but before was, this, you well, he was talking about was, that game specifically. After again, that, rhetor- right? rhetorical, rhetorical. Oh, okay. All right, moving on here. Uh, another one: Bills, Jets. Uh, you know, Charlie. I, I don't know if you really want to talk about this game, just besides the fact we that just Mike thought White it was, was bad. Yeah, Mike White was bad. Unfortunately, I was. I was <laughs> Did really you see excited. before the game? He said that uh, he thought he should have been the number one overall draft pick, <laughs> and then he goes and throws four. Count them four interceptions. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Tough look. Tough look. Uh, Bills had their get right game. Yes, yes, they did. Yeah. Uh, do you think they're back? Are the Bills back? Yeah, I don't think they went away. They just had a bad week. Okay. All right. So the Bills are yeah. back. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Moving on. Uh, next one, Charlie. Our second tie of the year. What do you got here, bud? Why does Pittsburgh always end up in the ties? They did it. A couple it's of years like ago. Pittsburgh or Cincinnati. It might just be the AFC North in general. Well, remember, and yeah, they tied the Browns in Hugh Jackson's last year, their first game of the year. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. I think it's just the AFC North. Something about so the weird. AFC North is just so weird. Yeah, tie central. Last year, the Eagles tied the Bengals, right? Yes. Now, Big Ben was out because apparently he self-diagnosed himself with COVID. Yeah. Before the game. Interesting. Yeah. And so he had to sit out, and so Mason Rudolph played and. In our podcast that didn't get released last week, did I not say this is a trap game? Oh, we both said this yes, was a trap yeah, game. Yeah. And we just didn't want to speak it into existence. So Dan Campbell comes That's why out. we didn't publish the Right there is the reason why we didn't publish the episode. We're yeah, like, you know what? Yeah. We're canceling it because... Yeah, for Dan Quinn's sake. <laughs> well, not Dan Quinn. Dan Campbell. Dan uh, Campbell. Yeah, I mean, you know, Dan Campbell first non-loss. Is that mm. better than a... Is that 
better than losing? Hard to say. Is it better than losing? Is a tie better than losing? I don't know. It's like the ugliest stat in in sports. Now, the Steelers probably should have won this game, so it did go to overtime. Pat Fryermuth catches a pass. Probably would have been short. It was a third down and some change. Yep. Last couple minutes or last couple seconds in overtime. And he probably would have been short, but he, he was in relative field goal range. Getting closer, yeah. Getting close. They could have at least made an attempt at a field goal. It would have been long, but it would have been an attempt. Pat Frymuth catches the ball, fumbles the ball, Lions recover, Lions take a knee, boom. Game ends. It's a tie. Najee Harris comes out after the game and says, I didn't know if you could end in a tie. He didn't know that was a thing. He did not know that was a thing. Which, it's like, welcome to the league, rookie. Like, yeah, it's a thing. Well, dude, you can tie. You think he was ever close to having a tie at Alabama? No, no, never. Never. But still, right. it's like, well, do you not, like, listen to the league at all? So that's what I was thinking. But he's probably, when you're an Alabama football player, you probably are, you cannot be involved with what's going on in the NFL. You are just so locked into. Hey, I you know, I guess. I, I, I but it know. is shocking. Yeah, very shocking. Um, I mean, there's I, been ties the past I, few years. I, so Dan Campbell might end the year like oh, oh, sixteen and one. Hey, real quick, when you you said the the second tie of the year, there's been two ties. I thought no, 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 two games that ended a tie, haven't there? Uh, uh-uh. haven't. This is the no. first tie of the year. Yeah, the listeners have a have a tie in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought there was another tie. I don't think so. Oh, okay. All right. I could be wrong about that. But I, I really don't think so. Okay. I think this was the first tie. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, are you good? Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Moving on here, Chuck. Bucks, Washington football team. How about this one? I mean, you kind of call you in the podcast again, the, the, the unspoken podcast. Right. Uh, the podcast that will go unnamed. Um, you did kind of say, all right, between you and I, we'll say to the listeners, you did kind of say that Washington did well against them last year in the playoff was, game. And that you, was the defense you that gave thinking, them the most trouble. You were thinking that the they would be the same thing, but Tampa, I think we both t- picked Tampa yep. to come out in a win, but we both said maybe Washington's got the juice again. Turns out they, they did. They had the juice. They, they did. They had the juice. Um, uh, what, do you, what do you have here, Chuck? I mean... Interesting little blueprint being put on for future opponents of the Bucks. Where and now Antonio Gibson only had like forty five yards or something. Yeah, but, not much. But that last all important drive, they just ran it right down their throat. And it was they had a ten minute drive. Yeah, their drive was like ninety yards, and it took ten minutes. To literally took almost the entire fourth quarter. It took ten minutes, and they marched down and they scored. That's a way. I mean. That's you can how, beat any team that way. You, you really. can literally beat anyone. But that's that was the Tom Brady blueprint is and the Mahomes blueprint. Keep them on the sideline. Well, when you get a ten minute drive, yeah, I think you can do it. Yep, yeah, it's absolutely exactly I mean, what the Niners did last night too. Right, right. I mean, it's just impressive. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Tom Brady didn't look great in this game. I, I don't want to question Tom Brady. It's only because it's just the regular season. I mean, but, he, he salvaged his, like week in the very end of the game with a 40-yard touchdown pass the, to, to Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. Yeah. yeah, I was mad, though, because I, I literally started Mike Evans in daily, and then I remembered that I switched it at the last minute. Oh, I did start him. But 
it, it wasn't that bad because he only had literally only had three catches, but he had the forty yard reception for a touchdown. My other receivers did all right, but regardless, like I don't, I don't know, like is Chris Godwin played and he was productive, but is is Antonio Brown more important? Is like Gronk? Well, I mean, what you know, this is two losses it, in a Tom row Brady's for the Buccaneers. Definitely got his favorites. Yeah, two losses in a row for the Bucks, right? So is there? Is it just a slump right now, Charlie, or the Bucks? Are we kind of onto something here with the Buccaneers? Well, let's or? think about this, Bryce. This time last year, the Bucks weren't even on the po- the radar to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, in the Super Bowl, no playoffs. So, yes. Yeah, sure. Just yeah. like so many teams right now, like there are very few teams there in the AFC. There are only four teams below five hundred. Right. But Vita Vea gets hurt in this game. Right. Their secondary is in absolute shambles. I think Richard Sherman got hurt in pregame warm-ups or something. Yeah, and it's I, significant. I don't significant. I don't think yeah, and I don't think he played, and it doesn't he look didn't. like he's gonna play for the next couple of weeks. Right. It's a it's a calf thing. Are, 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 are the Bucks kinda is there something here? The Bucks kinda fall apart here, Chuck? I mean, they've got some some injury issues for sure, especially in their secondary. They got a lot Richard of Richard Sherman going down is a bit is. That's a big deal. loss. Yeah, that's yeah. a big loss just because um, they don't have many people back right. there. They brought him in because they already were injured. So right. Um, could be could be questionable. I mean, if anything, they need their pass rush, their front four, front seven to be top notch in order to mask some of the secondary issues. But if Vita Vea goes down, I mean. Uh, you know, and I know they still got Domkin Sue, but right. I do wonder if without Via Vea, if it makes it a little bit easier to run the ball on them now. Yeah. And Washington kind of had some production there. Against, the top, so, I don't the know. We'll top see. two tacklers in the league this week were Levante David and Devin White. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so they are having to work overtime. Right. Right. To freaking make up for some stuff. So. Right. And they lost. Right. All right. Anything else? Nah. All right. Oh, good. Just great win for Ron Rivera and Washington football team. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, all right. Next game. Um, oh, Bryce, you're smiling and you're blushing. He's back. <laughs> he's back. Oh, Charlie. Yo, it's crazy. Cam Newton is back. Here's the thing. Back. Bro. Back. I, I was looking on social media, and it's crazy to me how many Panthers fans were like, well, yeah, he's back being a dumbass again. And just like so disgruntled that he was back and successful. And yeah, he took his helmet off, got a penalty, whatever. But like people were just like so disgruntled. Okay, you follow the wrong side of the Panthers fan base then. Okay, because good. Good, a because large majority like, of the dude. Panther fans that I follow and, and witness and everything Everyone I've seen on social media... Everyone's excited. And listen, I, I'm going to go on a rant here. Charlie, it makes sense. Someone asked me the other day, why did you guys let him go in the beginning? And you know what? We let him go because it was the right thing to do. Cam was not the same old Cam that what we had seen the last couple years. Also injuries, right? Injuries. And it was time It was time for a change. And I don't, you know, it's like breaking up with your ex-girlfriend and then relatively like getting back together almost. Breaking up with your high school girlfriend and then you get together after... After college is over, you guys or go, like that. go see see what's out there. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it just makes sense in my opinion. It really does. Like Cam, 
Cam is still productive. I think he proved that in the very limited amount of snaps that he had. You know, I'm not going to say he's going to light it up like he did in 2015, but obviously he's better than freaking Sam Darnold at this point. Who isn't? P.J. Walker looked better than Sam Darnold. Yeah. And so I, I think Cam's taking all the first team reps this week. I have officially bought tickets. I'm going to the game. Awesome. I am absolutely stoked. Uh, I do have my second job this weekend, but I've already told my boss, like, listen, I will be there for my early morning priorities, and then I'm gone. I'm literally leaving because I'm going to be in the stadium. I will be there at 1230 to watch Cam Newton run out of the tunnel, and Charlie, it's going to be electric. It is going to be absolutely sick i'm dusting off the i'm dusting off my cam newton jersey i will be there i will be absolutely decked out it's gonna cam brings the juice the energy there was a video that was posted on one of the social media sites that i follow for the panthers and cam is literally bringing in the entire offense around him and talking to him and game planning it's like you never saw that with sam darnold Cam brings swagger, leadership, positivity, and a vibe that just no one can match. If you watch the first touchdown where Cam ran in, Christian McCaffrey is doing almost like a Conor McGregor walk, and it's just like that type of positive vibe and energy is so infectious that it's exactly what this team needed. Again, I'm not saying that we can return to our 2015 just legendary status, but this is a really good football team if our offense is able to score points and stay on the field. Our defense is really damn good. They're really good. Second in the league. And if we can just maintain drives and score points and keep up with teams, I really, really think we have a chance. I do like our playoff chances now that Cam's back. They have already talked about they signed Cam to a one-year deal, but they are already talking about having the opening for Cam to return as next year's starter as well. Now, obviously, all of that's dependent on this year, but exactly what Cam brings to the Panthers, it is absolutely unmatched and will forever be unmatched. And, Charlie, I'm stepping off my soapbox with this. It is so good to see him back in a Panthers uniform. I agree. It was. I have a couple things I want to talk about with this. Um, When it comes to y'all's offense, you just need a quarterback to play efficient. And I loved their game plan. Like, what they did, P.J. Walker was efficient. Yeah. He managed it well. And, you know, a lot there's a negative connotation to the word game manager. But the reality is, in order to be a successful quarterback, the first thing you need to learn how to do is manage manage the game. game. Yeah. So Agreed. He managed the game, and then you threw in a threat that is Cam Newton in the red zone. I mean, it was it was beautiful. It was awesome. It was so much fun to watch. Um, super excited. But one thing that it's just such a stark contrast from the last pod that the non-published pod. Yeah. Because Bryce talked about how when he went to the game uh, two weeks ago, it was his the worst fan experience he's ever had. Yeah. And it was really, I mean, somewhat depressing. Just like because I've been to Panthers games with you. We've been going to Panthers games for a long time. Such a fun atmosphere. And all I could think of was when they signed Cam Newton and they gave him all the money they gave him. I'm like, I bet they paid attention to those because Bryce filled out the fan experience survey after the game. Yeah. And he let him have it. And I bet all uh, thousands of other fans let him have it. Every single PSL owner got that same survey. And so they 
I think that they probably listen like, okay, well, we need pay, something. Let me pay $10 million to Cam for half a season because that's going to pay off in droves. It's going to bring everyone back, get everyone real excited, get the energy back in the stadium, make the fan experience better, get everyone like back on board. Yeah. Not to mention, all of a sudden, he scores two touchdowns his first two plays. Like, it, it was just uh, storybook stuff. So I will say this, and I, I don't want to talk about this forever, so I will move on after this. But I do think, so Charlie, I bought my tickets for $99 a seat. I'm up in the 500 levels. I mean, I'm not even close to being down there. But I, I am I'm in the 500 levels, but at the very bottom of the 500 levels. So I have a pretty solid seat. Yeah. I bought my tickets for $99 a piece. Those same tickets now are going for $140 to $150. That is the Cam Newton effect. Wow. That's the Cam Newton effect. All right, if that's not benefiting David Tepper, I don't know what is. All I'm saying is I will check in with you guys from the game. I am so freaking excited. I imagine it's going to be an absolute packed stadium. Ron Rivera is going to be back. I hope, I really do hope, and I think the Panthers will honor him. Uh, before the game or during halftime or whatever it might be. But still, the Washington football team is absolutely going to catch the smoke this week. One thing to add to that, uh, the Washington football team had to get a quarterback this offseason. They called every single quarterback available except for Cam Newton. That's right. And those are not just Ron Rivera, but a lot of his other old coaches – so I bet Cam Newton's got a little chip. I mean, a Cam big, lives with big a chip on ass his chip on his shoulder oh, this absolutely. week. Oh, absolutely. It'll be fun. Last thing, Cardinals, again, dud game. Colt McCoy gets hurt. You're playing without two of your best offensive players. You live to see another day. Okay? Yeah. All right, Chuck, moving on here. Uh, Vikings, Chargers. I, 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 just, I was talking a whole lot, so I'm going to throw it off to you here, bud. What do you have? Vikings finally break through with a win. Um, but are the Chargers broken? Mm, no, I don't want to say they're broken. That that uh, quite a few teams in that division are like, yo, come on. What do you think is wrong with the Chargers? Um, their fronts. Well, their secondary isn't as great as they should be. They can't stop the run. I mean, they've got some problems. They definitely have some problems. Um. Offensively, consistency is a problem. Yes. They can't run the ball half the time. Right. Then they try and force feed Keenan Allen, which I'm okay with because he's on my fantasy team. But Mike Williams has been non-existent since... Hey, real quick. How'd you get Keenan Allen? Who'd you trade for him? Uh, Debo. To me. I don't regret that trade. Keenan Allen's been solid. Been solid. I I have have really good... uh, Let's not talk about a fantasy. I have really good wide receivers anyway. So that's why I wasn't upset with the trade. But uh, what I'm upset is that, yeah, they're throwing it to Keenan. They're force-feeding Keenan Allen, not Mike Williams. You guys win games when you give the ball to Mike Williams. So what are you doing? Um, so, yeah, they've got some weird problems. Uh, you would think that with Brandon Staley, their defense wouldn't be as, just I would say, mediocre yeah. as they've been. Um, so the Vikings got a long way to crawl. To get back into the playoff race, but it's doable. No, they're not. They, it's not that far. They're, they're what, four game. and four and five now. Yeah, they're a half game out. Okay. Regardless, they, well, they right got now some... the seventh spot is taken by the Panthers, who are five and five. Right. So they're four and five. Right. 
The Niners are four and five. But there's a there's a log jam at four and five. That's what I'm saying. They they yes. and they've lost some key games to key teams. That's where they are down there right. on on the totem pole. So they got a long way to go. So I, we're gonna let the Vikings play out. But my question to you is this: In the AFC, who's got a better shot to make the playoffs, the Chargers or the Browns? Because I feel like both those teams are in the same spot where they're both having some issues right now. And they both started the year very, very hot where we were like, both these teams are absolute locks moving forward. And now there's a lot of questions going around about both teams. So again, Chuck, my question is, who do you think has a better chance at making playoffs, the Browns or the Chargers? Um, that's it. That is a tough one. Yeah. The Browns are in a better division, I would say, right now. You think? Yeah, I mean, the top of their division is... The Ravens. I would say they're pretty even. Division by division, mm. I'd say they're pretty even. The Chiefs probably have their best football ahead of them, so then it's hard to say, but like they've not played well. They played one good game, the Chiefs, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, whereas the Ravens have have a resume, and they have a couple of bad losses. And a couple of close losses. You could argue the same thing with the Ravens are good, the Steelers are good, the Browns are good. Right, and then you could the Bengals say, are good. The Bengals are good, and then you could say the same thing with the Chargers. The Chargers have have been solid. The Brown, um, the Chiefs obviously are the Chiefs. The Raiders started the year off very well, and the depending Broncos. on when you play the Broncos, they're a solid team. Yep, uh, fair enough. So, who do you think has the better defense? That is what I will. You think that's what it comes down to? I, yeah, I kind of do. I, I, I think they like, both have competent, good offenses. So who is your answer? And who do you think has a better shot? Here's the thing. For me, playoff teams run the ball well, and they play defense well. Who's your answer then? If, if I, don't my I don't know. I don't. I don't. No, no, no. I, 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 you're going to want to say the Browns. That, right. You're going to want to say the that's, Browns. That's, yeah. That's kind but of where I'm leaning to. The because, Browns' defense has not been that good recently. Right. Where the Chargers have been, I would say, a little bit better. Maybe not mm-hmm. by a notch. But the Chargers don't run the ball that just well. Just this past week, the Browns got exposed. But I think that cleans up. Um, I, I think the Browns have a better defense. And they run the ball way better. Okay. So That's, you think Browns? I think the Browns have a better chance. Is all I'm, That was the question. As a diehard Browns fan, I absolutely I, expected that answer. <laughs> You're a diehard Browns fan. No, no, no. And you are the diehard Browns fan. That's Look, what the listeners thought so too. <laughs> no, not a diehard, a closet. A closet. It doesn't matter at this point. You're a diehard. All right, moving on. I'm not. Uh, we got Eagles, Broncos. Eagles, like we've always said, have just been good enough to make make games close. I think they are getting better. Question yeah. mark. Yeah. And Denver, yeah, I didn't know what to really say here. The Eagles' defense is solid, but I so is the Broncos' defense, but the Eagles were just marching. Teddy Bridgewater's defense is not very solid. Uh, yeah, yeah. You want to so, talk about that? Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. How are we not going to talk about uh, well, how Teddy you know. Bridgewater? I, this is not a business decision. You're trying. You're fighting for to keep a job, in my opinion. And like, if you make a ta- if you at least attempt to slow him down or make a tackle, you give your defense. He would have tackled him in a halfway decent yeah, field just position. Like run in front of him, right, and slow down, right, or just like 
here also just like dive forward yeah and maybe just like a little bit in the air so maybe he runs into you or something like just you don't have to go try to get the best get on jacked up yeah you know you don't need yeah. to you're not trying to hit rip. a madden hit stick yeah. just slow him down for a second yeah Otherwise, a great return by Darius so, Slay, though. So, Dar- so Teddy Bridgewater ends up throwing an interception. To, no, Mm-mm. it was sorry, it was a fumble. fumble. It was a fumble. Dar- it, I don't know. Darius I don't know Slay how like the ball like also. squeaked out, but the ball squeaked out. Darius Slay, a defensive back for the Eagles, ends up picking it up fumbling and returning it, it, it up. fumbling it, picking it up, and then attempting to return it. And Teddy Bridgewater, I, I don't even know how you would describe it, Chuck. It was like he was picking up a flag. Yeah, it was off the off the off the turf. He was picking up. You a can't flag. even that say his, that he attempted. That was his effort. You can't even say he attempted to make a tackle. No, no, no. Yeah, because no. it, it was that saying that means that he implied more effort than what he, he saw. He saw he could have made a tackle, then he picked up a flag off. Is kind of, like he picked up a blade of grass, kind of how I see yeah. it, and then just yeah. peeled off. Yeah, like now nah, I'm out. Um, do you think the Eagles can make a run here? Do you think the Eagles are? I I say that they're probably in the seven seed um, race to like. I mean, they're they're probably in. They don't get eliminated for a while. They I, might have I still a I, chance. see. I don't think they have a chance, but I think they're everyone's trap game. If you have the Eagles on on their your schedule from here on out, it's absolutely a trap game. I think the Eagles play. They still have to play the football team twice. They still have to play the Giants twice, and they have to play. I think most they play. The NFC I West. think they play the AFC East as well this year. I know. Well, so they, they should the have Niners. I know I they that. haven't played the Jets, so they should have the Jets on their schedule somewhere as well. So I think the Eagles are good enough to scare you, right? Yeah. yeah. I but I don't know they how played many. Pretty decent early in the year against the Niners. Yeah, it's. I don't know. They I mean, obviously beat the Panthers, the Sam Darnold-led Panthers, but they still beat them. Yep. Oh. All right. Seahawks, Packers. Ew. Yeah. I mean, I was really excited because there was supposed to be snow, and I think there was snow before the game, but there was no, basically no snow it during the game. It snowed a little bit during the game. It, I mean, the it, wasn't, it wasn't what they – what snow, it, right. I heard snow, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be sick, right. and it wasn't sick. And then there was snow in Pittsburgh, too. It was that more. That was more like frozen rain. Okay. But yeah, it was. It was a little bit. It was weird. North Carolina special. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, ten nothing, Charlie. I mean, seventeen nothing. Is that what the final yeah. was? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think first game in Russell Wilson's career that he, he got shut out. Yeah. Yeah. And not had a touchdown even. Yeah. Yeah. That was bad. He looked bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was consistently overthrowing people, which. Literally, first game back, he's been out for six weeks. Like, I, I get it. I get for it. For some reason, I just thought he's superhuman enough that, like, Russ isn't a thing for him. I yeah. really did not believe that, like, he could come back and, like, sh- I didn't think signs of Russ would be a thing. Yeah. I truly did not believe that. And he and Rodgers didn't really look feel that better. good. Makes me feel better, though, I got to say. Yeah. Um, you know, I. Packers are going to do the Packers. You know they're going to be in the playoffs regardless. You're going to have to. You're going to have to beat Aaron Rodgers. Um, that's going to be tough to do. My question to you is this: Does Russell have enough time to bring Seattle back into the playoff picture? He's. It would have been a little bit better if the Niners lost. 
Yeah, it would have been much easier if the right. Niners lost. Um, it, you can't cut out, count out. Excuse me, Russell Wilson, but um, there was got he's three, three and six. six, three and six. <sighs> I mean, you can't lose a game at this point here on out. Yeah, pretty we, much. We got how many games left? Seven, seven more games left. Have no, they had their bye? Eleven. 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 Yeah. Have they no, had I'm their sorry, I'm so sorry. No, I was gonna say eight, eight. Eight more games. More games. Yeah, they can have they had their bye. Um, yes. Okay. So eight full more full games left. So yep. I mean it's doable, but I you know, they got some tough games in there. Yeah. They still have division games. So do you think do you think the uh do you think they come back? No. No? No. Mm. I do not think they, they I just think they're yeah, I kinda agree with you just because they're going to have they're to gonna try and make it close, but I just think the hole is too deep. Mm-hmm. That they have no leniency here and in the NFC West. Right. In whatever leniency that they do have, their defense is absolutely terrible. Yeah. Absolutely really terrible. Bad. Really bad. So I think Russ might be better, but their defense is still gonna let them down. They're gonna let them down. Here's here's one hope they have though. They have the Cardinals coming up, and it's still possible Kyler Murray doesn't play next week. Yes. Yes. It so looked, it's actually be looking to... better that Kyler Murray doesn't play because apparently the Cardinals go on by next week. So it's just kind of like... So they're saying, not... basically, let's not rush him back. Let's just get him through two Especially... more weeks off, basically, and get him back healthy for the rest of the year. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I, I just think the hole might be just a tad too deep. Just a tad too deep. All right, Chuck, let's move on to Sunday Night Football. We kind of mentioned it before, but Chiefs versus Raiders. The Chiefs played the best game of the whole season in this game. It's almost like everything is right with the NFL world that the Chiefs... They just like snapped back back into form because everyone's been playing this two-deep safety on the Chiefs to prevent any long ball. And finally, Patrick Mahomes woke up out of his zombie mode and was actually just taking the checkdowns and... Looked really good. Hey, fun fact. Um, it's not really a fact, but it is true, and it is factual. My wife, Lily, benched Patrick Mahomes about 10 minutes before the game started and put Jimmy Garoppolo in instead. And did that pay off? She was going to basically... Because Jimmy had a good game, Jimmy, but not five touchdowns no, worth Jimmy of a good needed, game. Whoever, her quarterback needed like 12 points okay. to win. All so, right. All right. So but, she did okay. She won, yeah, yeah, but... But Patrick Mahomes, how many points he had? Probably like 40? 43 on her bench, yeah. yeah. that's tough. And Jimmy Grapple probably got her like... But I, you points. have to... I, I give her credit, because that's that's a tough decision to hey, make. And we've been telling her for weeks, telling yeah. everyone, yeah. it's time to bench Patrick Mahomes, and it was. Is it time to unbench Patrick Mahomes? I mean... Do you believe... After you... a 400-yard, five-touchdown performance, can you say, yeah, keep him on your bench? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's, Come on. That's, that's that's absolutely fair to say. It really is. Uh, Charlie, in the Unspoken podcast, we mentioned the Raiders starting to slide. This is what they do. They have a hot start to yes. the year, and then they start to decline. They had two in a row losses. You know. This one was a bad one. Is this? At home. Is this? Is this it? Is I'm this, not. Is this the start hey, of the decline? Remember, what we all talked about was maybe that was a John Gruden thing. So let's hope it's not a Rich yeah, Versace they thing. They didn't look good the last two games. But, nah. Nah. Uh, so I don't know. No, they didn't. All right, Chuck, I want to give you plenty of time to go uh, on oh, your... But we did give them, uh, first of all, credit to the Giants because we didn't get to talk about them for this game. 
because they're on by, but they beat the Raiders last week. But we wanted to give the Raiders a little bit of a mental health, like right. They they've gone pass. through a lot of change. Um, so they, we'll, they cut uh, obviously Henry Ruggs, cut Damon, Damon Arnett. Arnett. There, those were their two first round draft picks from three years ago. Um, they signed Deshaun Jackson, who had one of the oddest plays I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, caught what would have been a huge play if not a touchdown, and then ran away from the end zone somewhat and had fumbled. fumbled and and very odd. All right, move on. Hey, That's I'm, all I got. I'm giving That's this to you. That's Mon- all I got. Monday night football, bud. I, I'm just pass. I'm passing the buck. All I say is this. Oh, okay. before you get Don't, started, all I'll say is about this. To, you were about to pass the buck. I know. All I'll say is this. I was. I was disappointed that it was not a better game. That's not a diss to the 49ers. I was more disappointed in the Rams because this is normally a really good game, and it was not by the Rams. That's Again, that's not a disappointment on the Niners. Debo Samuel officially anointed as the Rams killer. I'll let you take it from there. You know, last year, Aaron Donald, uh, the press was asking Aaron Donald about Debo Samuel, and he goes, who? Ah. Whoops. Yeah. Bet you know now, don't you, Aaron Donald? Yeah. You some bitch. Um, the Niners looked like the Niners that won this or went to the Super Bowl. The year they went to the Super Bowl, this is how they won games. They've ran the ball 46 times last night. They actually only averaged 3.7 yards a carry, but had 150-some yards rushing the ball. Jimmy was ultra-efficient, but it was like 15 of 19. For 182 yards and uh, two touchdowns, if that's right. And both were Debo Samuel catches, and oh, he actually, broke no. a tackle to go to the end zone. No, the first, he may have, he had two touchdowns. One was to George Kittle, one was to Debo. Debo had two, but the first Debo touchdown was a running play. He was right. he played halfback half the time. Right. Because it's like, hey, give the ball to our best playmaker, which is Debo. Yeah. And then our other best playmaker, George Kittle, he got the ball plenty too. Um, our defense finally played some football. Your run game still looked a little weak. Our run, they get, our run they, defense. Okay, your, I was about to say yeah, our run, run game. I no, just your run, about it. your run defense got gashed a couple times, but obviously it wasn't even. The Rams were just trying to throw the ball over the yard, and so it you wasn't know what? Part impactful. of our best defense was. This is like the cliche that goes back decades. It was a good offense. It was keeping our defense off the field. Yeah. I mean, granted, Matt Stafford did not play well. No. And he tried to throw one deep to Odell. Odell was Miscommunication. on the same page. Um, threw it right to Jimmy Ward. Then they had drops. The lots, of had drops. lots of drops. I was going to say the same Tyler thing. Tyler Higby dropped one and basically handed, handed it to it Jimmy to- Ward <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah, four pick six. Jimmy Ward had three interceptions in his career. Before last night. That's incredible. And he had two in the first quarter. One was a pick six. Yeah. Um, Matthew Stafford, first time since he was a rookie that he had pick sixes in back-to-back games. Um, Niners are 5-0 and in the last five games against the Rams. Sean McVay was 4-1 and on Monday Night Football going into this game. Now he's 4-2. and Niners broke a losing streak. They hadn't won at home in over... It was 390-some days since they had won at home. So my question to you is this. 
Can the Niners get back into the playoff picture? Yes. Okay. Our schedule is not super difficult. Do you know who you have coming up? Yes, I do. Who? This week? Yes. Jacksonville. Ah, and then after that? Minnesota. So that'll be interesting. Okay. I can read you who we've got. But yeah, just give me the next three games. Jacksonville, Minnesota, and who? Um, well, I know that we have the Rams again, and we have Seattle again. and That was our last divisional home game. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but we haven't played well at home so far. This that's season. why I went with the Rams last week on the Unspoken Pod, because I just didn't think you guys had the juice at home. We've got Jaguars, Vikings, and then at Seattle Okay. on Sunday night. So kind of tough, but doable. At Cincinnati. Uh, it, you don't need to go any further because the playoff picture is going to look completely different by then. We still have the Texans to play. Okay. We do have the Titans to play. Okay. But we've got the Falcons at home too. All right, all right. And then our last week of the season is at the LA Rams. Last last couple things. Do you want to tie anything, any loose ends here about the Niners-Rams game? Um, Debo Samuel needs to be in the conversation for Offensive Player of the Year. I, you won't get MVP, like, you know, he's not a quarterback. But yeah. he needs to be in the conversation for Offensive Player of the Year. The only person he's behind in receiving yards is Cooper Cup. Wow, that's pretty good. Uh, only thing I have to say about the Rams is this is a much-needed bye week. They need a bye week. They need to reassess. They need to re-self-scout and get OBJ on the same page and get that offense going again. Oh, one thing I do want to mention. Um, Eli Mitchell fractured his finger last night. No, for real? So I had a procedure today. It's very likely he even practices tomorrow. Okay, all right, cool. Shouldn't be, cool. shouldn't be a huge issue. May want to get Jeff Wilson on your radar, though. Fantasy-wise. Okay. All right. So, Charlie, um, but we are going, let me just add, uh, never mind, go ahead. Move on, move on. Let's do good week, bad week. Okay. Okay? It's a good week to be a Chiefs fan. Because you finally saw what you've been meaning to see all year long, and it looked good, and Patrick Mahomes looked really, really good. He looked back to his MVP candidate self. It's also a really good week to be a Panthers fan. I was about to say, where, how are you? It's, I, I, it's, I, it's really good. I just wanted to get my non-biased Chiefs self and, out of the way. The Chiefs, and. but I will be doing the Superman all week long. Um, I I will be wearing my Cam Newton jersey all weekend long. I, I'm just I'm stoked. Keep pounding, baby. At Kellogg's this week, I've been hearing randomly from like people I, I, that I don't know, but work at Kellogg's, I'll, I'll just hear, "I'm back." Yeah. I'm back. <laughs> People are pumped. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool. All right, who's your good week? Dude, it's a great week to be a 49ers fan. Okay. All right. Um. Oh, geez, I'm looking at the wrong. And who's your bad week? Uh, it's a bad week to be a Rams fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it not? It, no, it is because you have a sour taste in your mouth going into the bye week, and that always makes it feel like ten times longer. And I think Robert Woods being gone—that's kind of a a vocal leader in your locker room that you probably just lost. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, you definitely lost, but I mean, maybe there was a lot of frustrations on that sideline last night. So I'll be yeah. curious to see what they do moving forward because they they really need to figure some things out. But yep. uh, Charlie, it's a bad week for me. It's a bad week to be. A Los Angeles Charger. They yeah. started the season off really good. 
Now they don't look so good. And there's a lot of questions, and I'm not sure. They've already had their bye week. They don't, I don't know, man. It just doesn't doesn't look right. Bad week to be a fan of a team in SoFi Stadium. Yeah, yeah. All right, Chuck, you want to go over uh, picks? Listeners picks our game picks? Yes, Bryce, it was another bad week um, for us. I went 5-8-1. and one. You went 5-8-1. and one. The listeners went 7-6-1. and one. Nice. Um. I'm 83, 66, and 1. We're calling, by the way, we're calling the tie because we picked a team to win. Everyone picked the Steelers. We all picked the Steelers. Us, me, you, and the listeners picked the Steelers. But we have to give everyone the tie because they tied. Um, So I'm 83, 66, and 1. You're 88, 61, 88, 61, and 1. And the listeners are 93. 57 and 2. Wow. All right, listeners kind of jumped out there a little bit. Yeah. All right. You got some catching up to do there, bud. Yeah, I'm a, I'm going to get it together, don't yeah. worry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Charlie. Let's go ahead and do it. Thursday night football, Patriots at Falcons. New England's favored by 7 points. My love is going to be Ramondre Stevenson. Had a really good week on the ground last week. Looks like Damian Harris is going to stay in concussion protocol for a short week on a game week. My hate is going to be Cordero Patterson. Looks like he's banged up a little bit. There are rumors that he might play, but he's probably trending towards not playing. I like New England in a primetime game here. That's who I'm going with. Um, Because of Cordero Patterson being hurt... I'm going with New England as well. But I was considering the Falcons. Okay. And I was thinking... It, it if the really Falcons were fully healthy and maybe Calvin Ridley was there, I would consider it. Um, I'm actually still going to love Kyle Pitts. Okay. Um, I hate Mike Davis, though. Even picking up the load, uh, not a big fan of Mike Davis in this one. Going Pats. Okay. All right. Moving on. Colts versus Bills. It's in Buffalo. Buffalo's favored by seven full points. Charlie, who's your love hate? Uh, love Stephon Diggs. Okay. I hate the Bills running back. So I was confused this past week. I thought that Zach Moss was going to be out. I thought but he was out. He was not. He played. Oh, I thought he was out, but Singletary was getting all the reps. No. Zach, I thought the same thing. Yeah. But then Zach Moss showed up with points on fantasy. Oh, okay. Um. So. Who's your but, hate? But, but uh, so anyway. Bills running backs? I start, yeah. But I started Devin Singletary. Right. And he had a terrible day except he got a touchdown. Yeah. He didn't get many reps. He carried the ball like six times or Ugh. something. Woof. But um. anyways, uh, I right. hate Bills running backs. My love hate is going to be, actually, I, I, you know, I feel like it's easy to love Stephon Diggs, but my love right. is going to be the mixture of Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. I don't know which one of them is going to be fantasy worthy, but I do like just whoever that second wide receiver is going to be for the Bills. And my hate's going to be Jonathan Taylor. I think the Bills know they got to stop the run game. Not to mention, Charlie, this is the rematch of the playoff game last year. So the Colts were lighting them up on those underneath routes over the middle with Michael Pittman last year. So... Just look to that. He might be a sneaky good guy this week. So we'll see. Um, I'm still going to go Buffalo. Gets a big win in Buffalo here. Yeah. Also, though, I just want to say with your two saying either uh, Cole Beasley or um, Emmanuel Sanders, 
it could be both have a great day. I think it could be a kind of a shootout. So both of those guys could have a great day. All right. Who's your game pick? I've got the Bills. Okay. All right. Moving on. Who you got? Bills. Okay. Moving on. Ravens versus the Bears. It's in Chicago. Baltimore's favored by six points. Charlie, my love is actually going to be Mark Andrews. I think he's pretty... uh, He's definitely been Lamar's go-to target, but I think he's going to open a lot of things up uh, for the Ravens' offense here. My hate's actually going to be Darnell Mooney. The Ravens' defense gives up a lot of big plays, but their number one DBs are still pretty solid. I think they're going to take that option away or force a lot of really, really tough throws for Justin Fields moving forward. My game pick is going to be Ravens. Okay. Um, I love Lamar in a bounce-back game. Um I hate Justin Fields. I'm choosing the Ravens. Okay. All right. Moving on. Lions versus the Browns. It's in Cleveland. Cleveland is favored by 10 full points. Charlie, who's your love-hate? Uh, love Nick Chubb. Hate Jared Goff. I'm going the Browns. Okay. I love Nick Chubb as well, but I hate Baker here. Just because he's been banged up, I think the Browns are going to win, but it's only because of the running game. I would honestly believe I would put money on the fact that Nick Chubb and Dearness Johnson both have fantasy relevant days where you could probably get both. You could at least get Dearness Johnson for a really cheap flex. And I think he puts up production for you. I'm going Browns. Cool. Okay. Moving on. Texans versus the Titans. Uh, Charlie, my love is going to be the Titans. My hate is going to be the Texans. The Titans are favored by 10 and a half points. Uh, I don't think there's any question. Going Titans here all the way. Love A.J. Brown, because I'm thinking maybe they'll pass it a little bit more than they would if they had Derrick Henry. Um, Hate the Texans offense. Texans offense, excuse me. There you go. I'm going Titans. Okay. All right. Next one up is Packers versus Vikings. This should be a really good game here, Chuck. Green Bay's favored by two and a half points. Who's your love-hate? Uh... I love the superstars in this game. Um, so I'm talking Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is out. One to two weeks. MCL sprain. Not Aaron Jones then. <laughs> um, that's interesting. Uh, and then, But like Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, maybe even Adam Thielen. Uh, I think this can be a fun game. Um, I hate defense in this game. Okay. All right. Um I agree with you. Uh, my Going off of the Aaron Jones thing, my love is going to be A.J. Dillon. Uh, my hate is going to be Adam Thielen. I don't, I, don't, I don't like my hate. I just, Thielen hasn't. He's not done anything great yet. He has, yardage-wise, he hasn't done anything great. He is still a red zone target, which keeps him fantasy relevant. But it seems like Conklin's kind of taking some, some throws yep. away from him in the red zone. And that really kind of hurts his fantasy relevancy. Justin Jefferson's just been lighting it up PPR-wise, but just doesn't get the touchdowns that Thielen gets. But Thielen, I agree with you. I think Thielen this is a, barely is doing enough to like stay, stay a starter. Fan, right, right. Like he's on your bottom, last flex option, and it's like, all right. Yeah, you got to play him. Yeah. Um, I think this is an old-school shootout. I think this is a really competitive game. I think a lot of the game is going to happen between the 30s, um, but I agree with you. I think... I, I, didn't I like the stars yet. here. Okay. I like the stars here. I'm going Packers. I'm going Vikings. Are you? Yes. Okay. All so right. It's a divisional game. Vikings get a big win. Yes. Okay. All right. I like it. 
All right, trying to get back those 10 games. I see. Yeah, that's the first first one we've disagreed <laughs> on so far. I'm like, I was really. All right, Dolphins, Jets. Charlie, who's your love-hate? Miami's, sorry, Miami's favored by three, only three points. Who's your love-hate here? I really don't like anyone. Okay. I just hate this game. You hate but, the whole game. Yeah, but I've okay, got. So I've go got, ahead and give me your game pick. I've got Miles Gaskin. I hate QBs in this game. I've got the Dolphins winning. Okay. Oh, I'm kind of the same way. I said the love is the Dolphins. My hate is the Jets. I I think this is going to be a closer game. My, my gut wants to yeah. tell me to go with the Jets. Okay. You're going to go Jets? I kind of like that pick. I'm going to go Jets. Yeah, I'm going to go Jets. I, I, I go Jets. could have flipped a coin about uh, it. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go Jets. I'm going to go Jets. The Jets have won against teams they should not have beat. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, but and they're, they're gonna, gonna they got to... embarrassed last week, so they're gonna right. come out swinging. Yeah, I I, I like that pick. Okay. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins though. Uh, they're on a two game win streak, and they you know maybe are feeling themselves and want to keep it rolling. All right, Charlie Saints versus Eagles. Phillies favored. Phillies favored by one and a half points. It's in Philly. My love is going to be defense, just in general. I like both defenses here. I think it'll be a really low-scoring game, kind of like how the Saints-Titans game was this past week. My hate is going to be Devontae Smith. I, I just think the Saints still have really decent, I, I would say really good DBs, and I don't think Devontae Smith, even though he's been flourishing recently, I think they lock him down. He might have like five catches for like 50 to 75 yards. Not great. I'm going to go Eagles. Okay. I love the Saints running backs here. Mark Ingram's starting to get into the groove of things. I love Alvin Kamara. I love them to do well. I actually do not like Jalen Hurts. The Saints are a great defense, in my opinion. A great top four, probably. Um, Dennis Allen being... A potential uh, assistant coach of the year candidate right there, probably with Phil Snow, to be honest. Um, so I'm I'm at, I'm going with the Saints on this one. Okay. Next game. Oh, well, my hate was Jalen Hurts. Sorry. Yeah. That's, you said I that. Was, you said that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. My next, the next game is the Washington Football Team is in Carolina playing the Panthers. The Panthers are favored by three and a half points. Charlie, my love is going to be DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Okay. My hate is going to be Taylor Heineke. Our defense has played great. Taylor Heineke does not handle the pressure very well. If he's able to escape the pocket, he'll be okay. But I think the Panthers have a solid, should have a solid game plan to keep him in the pocket. I don't like Taylor Heineke moving forward. I'm going. Cam has a solid day. A solid day. Not anything great. He might still throw a pick. Cam has a solid day, probably one rushing, one passing touchdown, maybe something in between those two. Defense might also get a touchdown. I'm going Panthers here with a win. Um, this is my uh, – Christian McCaffrey had a great week last week. But this is his like, hey, don't forget why I was the number one pick in every single draft, fantasy draft. And I think he just absolutely blows up. Probably had maybe he he might put up a one hundred one hundred day. Yeah, hundred yeah. receiving, hundred rushing. He, he's due. I mean, he's due. And I think that this is going to be Cam Newton needs to not do too much if yep. he's starting and give Check the it ball down. 
to your best playmaker, yeah. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think Christian McCaffrey is an absolute lock. Pay $8,400 for him on DraftKings. I don't care. I would agree like, with you there. This has got to be a lock game for him. Um, don't love Antonio Gibson going against the number two defense in the league with the Panthers. I've got I've got Carolina. They but this is this is a big game emotionally mm-hmm. just with That's why I think it Ron swings Rivera Carolina's and everything. way. Yeah. It it needs to be but Carolina needs to win. Yeah. All right, moving on. 49ers versus Jags. San Francisco's favored by six and a half points. I really like Elijah Mitchell here. The Jaguars defense has been suspect against the run all year long. My hate is gonna be Trevor. I, I also don't like James Robinson. I think your rush defense is a little suspect still, um, but I don't think it'll matter. I think your offense is going to jump out. I wouldn't be surprised if this game ends up being closer than what it probably should be, but I'm going to go Niners here, get the win. Um, I love Debo because, come on now. Yeah. Um, I hate Trevor Lawrence. Um, this game scares me because if... We Emotional going, win. If we are going to turn our season around, this is an absolute... Like, we cannot lose this game. Right. This and you're la- traveling to the East Coast. Right. Probably the furthest East Coast you can get, besides maybe New England. Um, or, we generally, or, or, we or generally, the Dolphins. We generally play well on the East Coast. Um, but the Jags are looking better. And I don't want us. I'm worried that the Niners are gonna be like, "Yo, we just beat the Rams. Now we get this this yeah bread basket here." Um, all right, come I'm on. going with the Niners. I was gonna say, "Come on, quit delaying it." We all know. All right, next one: Bengals Raiders. Charlie, who's your love hate here? Um, this is a close one. Cincinnati's favored by only one point, and it's in Vegas. I love Joe Burrow. I hate Las Vegas running backs. Um, just because they haven't been playing well that well all year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know who's your love hate. I, I kind of cheated here because I kind of said I love offense and I hate defense. Cincinnati's defense has looked a little suspect, and we all know that the Raiders' defense is pretty suspect. So it's kind of along the same lines. I I I, I, I think it's going to be like. Kind of not a shootout, but again, I think just a lot of the game. No, kind of. I and I think that I could have flipped a coin for Joe Burrow or Derek Carr and been happy with either one. Yeah, I love. yeah. Like, I, I think I both of them both. have a pretty good game, but I don't think either one of them has an outstanding game where the game is just out of hand. I think this is going to be a close game all the way through. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Bengals here. I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I, I think the Bengals are probably the overall the better team, and I think. The Raiders have to prove to everyone that this is not the same Raiders and this is not the same mid-season slide that they've always been on. I've got I've I circled the Bengals. Um but man, I kind of want to go the Raiders. Yeah, it's hard. Um both teams are kind of like to keep up in their divisions, this is a must win. Yeah. Yeah. Um not necessarily desperation type of must win, but like, um. So you're going the Bengals. I'm going Bengals. I'm gonna um, um. <clears throat> I'm gonna stick with the Bengals because that's what I circled. I can't. Okay. I just need to. 
All right, next That's game, probably the best game of I the weekend. I don't feel good about it. Best game of the weekend. This is a 425 game. Cowboys versus Chiefs. It's in Kansas City. Kansas City is favored by two and a half points. Charlie, who's your love-hate here? This, love, this is a really tough one. I love the Cowboys running backs, and I hate the Chiefs running backs. Okay. It was All pretty. Right. That Those are the only things that I could clearly say in my head that I felt good about. Yeah. Um, CEH looks like he's coming back this week. Not worried about him. I, I think honest. it's more about, you know, I think the, the Chiefs have to run the ball. But I, I'll be curious to see what Trayvon Diggs does this week. I don't think he'll shadow Tyreek Hill the whole game because um, they play a little more zone than that. But I don't know. This is a tough one. This is a really tough one. I, it's in Kansas City, and the Cowboys have a game to lose. But I really I like the Cowboys here. Too. It, it to me, it's almost it's gonna be a it's gonna be a shootout. It's gonna be a high scoring game. It's gonna yep. be an absolutely high scoring game. I've got the Cowboys winning. Do you? Yeah. I'll go Chiefs just to spice it up. Okay. I'll go Chiefs. All right. Next one. Uh, Cardinals Seahawks. Uh, last of the four o'clock games here. It's in Seattle. Arizona is still favored by two and a half points. It does not look like Kyler Murray is gonna play. He might, but the chances are slimmer. TBD on DeAndre Hopkins as well. Again, like what we said earlier, their bye week is next week. So if there's any question, it looks like the uh, Cardinals would side on the air, air on the side of caution. But Colt McCoy looks like he might play as well. If not, it's that Strievler guy, and he definitely doesn't look good. In Seattle, my love is going to be Tyler Lockett because he seems to be like the Cal- the Cardinals killer, kind of like how Debo is with the Rams. My, uh, my guess is that none of these guys play, and the Cardinals just say, screw it, we'll sacrifice this game. Even though it's in division, they're losing to a lowly Seahawks team. So I'm going to go Seahawks win. Cardinals offense is bad again. I don't know who's going to play quarterback here, and that's the main question. But I'm going to go Seahawks win. Um, I actually love James Conner on this one. Everyone um, loved James Conner last week, and I thought that was an absolute terrible pick. Yeah, I thought so too because they were going against the number two defense in the league. Right. They are not going against the number two defense in the league this that week. That is they true. They are going against a very bad defense. And... I like James Conner. Um, I do not like the Cards defense. And I think the Seahawks will pull this one out. I I had not made it. So I had made all my choices on these games. I didn't pick that one because I didn't know about Kyler Murray. Yeah, so they're but saying the, they're, your, he's, he's going to err on the side of caution. His ankle's still not 100%. Again, the biggest factor is that the bye week is next week. So that's why if the bye week wasn't next week, he probably would play. Right. But at this point, they obviously have a game to give and they can, you know, take their chances after the bye week moving forward. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm going Seahawks. If Kyler Murray's starting though, I've got to go Cardinals. Yeah, but, I I agree. I agree. That's why it's hard to pick this game just because but I think it's hard that to tell what's Russell going Wilson's on. gonna be angry. The Seahawks are going to be angry. They're going to come out. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. But 
All right, Charlie, Sunday night football. This should be an interesting game. Steelers versus Chargers. Chargers are favored by five points. It seems like a large spread to me. Now, it's in SoFi Stadium, which means that it's going to probably be like 90% Steelers fans. (laughs) Okay? So this is a home game for the Chargers and the Steelers. Right. Okay? So my love is going to be pass catchers. All right? Okay. My hate is going to be... Mike Williams. He's the only pass catcher I don't like here. Now, the reason why I say that is because Minka Fitzpatrick looks like he's on the COVID reserve. TBD on whether or not he will make it back for the game. Um, You know, uh, Steelers pass catchers are tough to say, um, but I I think Keenan Allen will do okay. I, I don't know. I... I don't know. I'm going to pass it to you and let you okay. pick first. <laughs> I love I love uh, Austin Eckler and Najee Harris. Okay, that's a good one. Um, I love both their running backs. And then, I hate Ben. I'm going Chargers. I don't really have a good reason for hating Ben. I just... so I, I'm going to go Chargers here. I don't like... I don't... I don't know that I, I don't trust the Steelers' pick. offense. But I, yeah, I agree with you. I don't love the pick. I just don't trust the Steelers' offense as of right now. All right, last game here, Chuck. Monday Night Football, Giants versus Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is favored by 11 points. I hate that spread. My love is going to be both quarterbacks. I think this is going to be a much better game than what people expect. I think Daniel Jones has been playing better, and I think the Giants will have a decent game plan to go into this game and say, we can ball with you guys. And their defense will be good enough to keep Tom Brady in check. My hate is going to be both teams' running backs. I think they shut down the run game. I think the game is going to come down to who who can play better, Tom Brady or Daniel Jones. I do think Tom Brady ends up winning this game. They get off the schneid here off a of two-game losing streak. I'm going Bucks. Um. I disagree with one part of that. Um, I love Saquon here because they saw what they were the Washington football team was able to do with that one drive and how much it changed the game to do that. I think they and they're like, "Oh, you did it with Antonio Gibson. Well, I'm going to do it with Saquon." Yeah, then that's still, yeah. He, it. Sounds like he is going to be back and healthy. Um, so I love Saquon. I hate Evan Ingram only because Tom Brady has lost two in a row. I actually really like the Giants. I think this. I think you're right. This that's an awful spread. Yeah. Um. This is gonna be a fun game. Uh, but I'm going with the Bucks too. Okay. All right. All right, Charlie. Uh, you know what time it is? Tell me. What's jabbing your ass, Bryce? What's giving you the red ass this week, Charlie? What's giving me the red ass this week, or I should say the red nose, is the weather changes. I've had three bloody noses already, all right? And it ain't stopping because the weather keeps going on an emotional roller coaster here, all right? Down in the south, all right? We're going 50s to 70s to 60s, back to 70s, back to 50s, all right? My nose can't keep up with it. My allergies are terrible. Mornings are 30s and 40s. It's bad. I've literally, my nose is frozen, and then it's dry, and then I just, I've literally had three nosebleeds already. My no, It's literally painful at this point. Charlie, the temperature changes, and my bloody noses are chapping my ass. Um, and the lips. 
And, and the lips. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've got a arthritis in my hand. You know, I've got the bad wrist. Yeah. And it's been a lot worse since... It, bad wrist from doing too much... Since it's, you know, it's broken. Hammering? It's broken. Too much hammering? It's broken. Too much movement of the wrist? So, it's it's worse during this time Have of the year. Have you been skiing recently? Bryce, let me tell you what's chapping my ass. Yeah, yeah, tell me. The arthritis. Well, that sucks. It yeah. does suck. I'm, right. I'm going a week from today, I'm going to get uh, another cortisone shot in my wrist. Thank oh, you. nice. Okay. Because it's been That'll bad. be good. Yeah. What else? Um, there's this guy, Lance Meadow. He is a um, he has a radio show on uh, NFL Sirius. And he usually does after, like, late night, after the games, the late night games. And so when I turn it on in the morning, either Tuesday mornings or Monday mornings, it's like a replay from the night before. And I had heard this horrible take, and it was after the Steelers game where they had that terrible taunting call. Yeah. Um, he thinks that – so someone called in and said, you know, I, they really need to put a sky judge in because it's awful that, that – these calls are left up to these officials in real time or whatever. And Lance Meadows take was, no, I don't think you should eliminate the human element of it. Like don't eliminate the judgment calls. Mm. And the reason why I hated this is because the idea of the officials and the refs, it should be to get it right. Mm -hmm. And not, there should be zero room for judgment call. Like it should absolutely be it's right or it's wrong. Like this is, there's a book that you follow and let's get it as right and as close to the book as possible. Let's not leave room for the judgment calls. And I really hated that take. Um, it's the same argument they're having in baseball for the strike zone. Well, here's the thing. But so in baseball, like when it comes to watching the um, foul pole during the playoffs, they bring in more people to watch the foul pole. Yeah, but that's the foul pole. It's it's the but strike the zone. That's right, the most Right, but they had the same problem with the foul pole and then so for the playoffs, they want to make sure they get it right. Like right. playoff games aren't getting decided by a judgment call. Right. So, well, they brought in more people. Strikes and balls. So why can't we do the same for the NFL? That's that's a good question. About like, you know, even if it's one step at a time, but it doesn't seem like a lot of these terrible calls like we're not moving fast enough on fixing it. And I hate the take Lance Meadow had. I love him otherwise. He, I think he does a great job. But I hate the take that don't take the human element out of officiating. No, absolutely. This should be it's right and what's wrong. But all right. Okay. All right. That really chapped my ass. Uh, yeah, I could tell. I, I had tell. something I have, else. I, 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 I do agree with you, though. I, it's not Nothing you said was wrong. I do agree with you. Uh, last thing I have here, Charlie, is um, unsolicited advice of the week. My unsolicited advice of the week is if Robbie Anderson is out on waivers, it's time to put him on your bench. Go snag him if you have your low man on the totem pole and he happens to be a wide receiver. I think Robbie Anderson is worth a midseason grab. I think Cam will do enough with Robbie to bring Robbie back to some sort of fantasy relevance. This is that time of year where you really start questioning the lower end of your bench. Some guys start falling off that bench. You start adding other guys onto that bench. 
I think this is where Robbie will fit right into a roster. And I think he could give you some pretty solid flex value over the last eight or nine weeks, whatever, depending on, you know, if you make the playoffs or not. So my unsolicited advice of the week, if Robbie Anderson is out there or if you still have him by some god godly chance, hang on to him. I think his fantasy value is going to improve over the next couple weeks with Cam Newton as his quarterback. Okay, my unsolicited advice of the week is keep an eye on the 49ers running backs because we just found a formula that makes us look like we we did when we went to the Super Bowl. I think we are going to stick to this. We're going to pound the F out of the football by running it. Um, keep an eye on the running backs. Out If you can get Elijah Mitchell, I doubt you can. Pick him up. Look at Jeff Wilson. It looks like he's going to be... Jack in the mix, yeah, uh, because your Michael Hasty's hurt. So, um, and Jeff Wilson makes plays. Doesn't get a ton of plays generally, but he makes them, and he wins Super Bowls, doesn't he, Bryce? He won the Super Bowl for me last year, didn't he? Fantasy Super Bowl, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, Um, that's what I've got, Bryce. Okay, all right. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry about the unspoken pod last week or our bye week, however you want to consider it. Charlie and I promise to be better. We're off our schneid here. Like, rake, subscribe. Please share it with someone else. Also, if you have not been getting the fantasy or the daily fantasy link, text Charlie, text me. If you know one of us, we will get it to you. We've had a uh, little drop-off, but I don't think we've been doing a great job. Look for that link on our social media sites as well. You guys are great. Thank you so much. Please like, rate, and subscribe. Love y'all. See you next week.